Hello? Hey, is this Hello? Lee from Connecting the Classics? Hey, what's going on? Uh, this is Will from Connecting the Classics. We're supposed to be recording our competitive radio hour right now. Episode oh. three. I'm sorry. I'm I'm actually in Illinois right now. Uh, oh, where in Illinois? Back. Uh, <laughs> uh, not Champagne, unfortunately. Oh, uh, because I was going to give you five points for Champagne, but I'm near Rockford. Is that? Oh, that's minus ten. That's minus oh, ten. Um, but uh, so you're not going to make it to the the scheduled not, recording I'm that we do every make week. It. On the third week of the reboot of the podcast, already you're yeah. dropping out. That's my mistake. All right, so I guess I automatically win, and there's no new episode. <laughs> Forfeit the episode. Do you ha- don't you have something that uh, in the vault? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, we recorded an episode back in 2020 that we could put out for the yeah, let's for the that. listeners. All right, I guess we should just give them a disclaimer then that you know some stuff we might say is outdated and. Obviously, this isn't a continuation of the past two episodes that they've heard, and this was recorded two years ago from when it's being released. Uh, well, we did pick some pretty good albums. Yeah, we did. And by the way, if you're listening to this right when it comes out, Titus Andronicus has a new album out now called The Will to Live. And so we're doing one of Titus Andronicus's older albums called Local Business. But we'll get into what you picked in response to that in the episode. Looking forward to it. Do you want to preview the episode before the people hear it, or should I just put it out and let them write in at ctcpod on Twitter or connectingtheclassics at gmail.com? No, I trust you. Okay, so they can just write in and let us know if they thought you won the episode or I won the episode, but we'll get into it in a second. We'll explain the podcast. All right. See you then. All right. See ya. I think that was spot on. Clap. Clap, clap. John Cale, you know more than I know. But us, like other angry holes, discuss. What threats were made before We don't need them anymore You know more than I know You know more than I know What is the podcast even about, Lee? You know more than I know. This is Connecting the Classics. Uh, I pick an album, Will picks an album, and then we connect our album to the other person's album Six using songs. songs. Songs of separation. Songs of separation. Kevin Bacon style. Kevin Bacon style. So there will be points. The points don't matter. Drew All Carey that matters style. is a winner. Points don't matter. Drew Carey style. But there is a winner. So who who won last episode? Who cares? Let's get out of this episode. <laughs> There's no more to be said. Uh, I picked the album first this time. And the album I picked was Titus Andronicus, Local Business their third album scaled down follow-up to their concept album the monitor which was their undisputed classic second album about loosely based on the civil war what'd you pick and then i responded with social distortion social distortion i got a lot of thoughts here before i get into it i want to make sure the listeners know that none of this is planned ahead of time i don't know what will's gonna pick will doesn't know what i'm gonna pick and hey, we talked about there's going to be points. You're the one awarding points. So award points in your head. Say it out loud. Tweet at us at ctcpod. Email us, connectingtheclassics at gmail.com. Or, you know, find us. So for your album, um, I would say I was surprised because I really liked The Monitor. And I think this album had a completely different sound to me than that. I, don't, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I just I think I liked The Monitor a lot more. Yeah, I like the monitor more, and for I don't even remember why I picked this album. I was think I was just thinking, hey, I haven't listened to this album in a while. I want to listen to it, and I remember at the time it it took a while to grow on me just because the monitor was so good, and then 
I actually had a friend who, when the Moderator came out, didn't like the Moderator that much. It was like, I think Titus Andronicus is good, but they're going to perfect it on their third yeah. album. And then I know, like, the singer of the band, Patrick Stickles, yeah. has defended this album a lot of it being underrated. And I guess, like, the idea behind it, it's called Local Business, and they wanted to make an album that they could perform live Whereas the monitor had like tons of crazy overdubs yeah. and different instrumentalists from other bands and stuff. So this is just like the group of musicians wanted to be able to play and perform the same album. So I thought that was kind of a cool. Approach. Yeah, I can respect that. And there's some good stuff on it too. I definitely felt like there was a couple of songs that it was like they went into the studio and were trying to like recreate other music that they really like. I don't know if you got that vibe at all. I don't know about that, but or I don't know what you uh, mean. Just like uh, you know how sometimes bands make songs that are sort of like homage to music that they already like. We'll get yeah. into it later with my connections. I chose one All of right. them, but um, and that just real quick shout out because I didn't pick this for my song, but the song "I Am the Electric Man." Ooh, crossing streams. The second to last. Did you pick that one? Yeah. All right, we'll get to that okay. later. Yeah, I thought it had some... You know the story behind that song, No, though? please, please uh, save right, it for then. I would it. love to hear. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, overall, I think there was a couple on here that really caught caught my ear as I was driving around. Um, in yeah. a Big City. There's I one song I don't remember. Oh, yeah, In a Big City was the big hit from the so- from that oh, okay. album. Because cause also they recorded this album after moving from New Jersey to Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So on a in a big city, there's a line that like, I grew up on one side of the river. Yeah, I like that. Now I'm with uh, the hipsters, and then he's like moved over to the other side of the river. Now I'm a drop in a deluge of hipsters. Yeah, that was good. And then also during this period, Patrick Stickles, a singer, frontman of the band, was living at Shea Stadium. That not sh- not Shea Stadium, the stadium, but the. DIY venue in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So he like lived in a closet while Titus Andronicus was successful and everything. He lived in like a tiny room and was a doorman for this DIY venue and stuff. So nice. he was really living the punk life, the local business life. Do you want to launch into your pick and we can keep Let's talking? just launch into it. I was yeah. going to give a quick shout out to another song. I can't remember if it's Still Life with Hot Deuce on Silver Platter. Uh-huh. But that's a great song title name. And yeah. Especially because the song is the chorus, they just yell "hot deuce," <laughs> and that. But there's another song that I didn't pick. That's all about a, uh, like a car crash on the side of the road and how everyone's just pissed because they're late to work mm-hmm. and it's like someone's dead on the side of the road. So there's a lot of stuff like that which Tyson Andronicus is good for, mm-hmm. the kind of darkness. Yeah. But another thing they're good about is repeating phrases. I kind of noticed while listening to this album. It's one of their shticks, I think, across their albums. They'll just like repeat phrases and yell it. Yeah, you get like uh gang vocal kind of yeah. yelling. And I thought this was fitting for the time. I can relate to it. Probably everyone can relate to it a little bit. We got Titus Andronicus versus the Absurd Universe. Parentheses, third round knockout. <laughs> so the only lyrics are I'm going insane. And for a band, I love this band because I love their lyrics. But then I feel like even this is kind of funny how it's just the same lyrics. Perfect song for a mental breakdown. Yep. So I'm seeing online that uh, Shea Stadium shut down. Oh, that sucks. In 2017. Oh, I think I knew about that actually. So you got a little straightforward. Uh, guitar solo. 
Yeah, lots of great guitar solos. So talking about uh, mimicking other bands, which you said you're going to get to later. I just saw an interview where Patrick Sickles was saying a lot of this was inspired by The Replacements, which I know he's a big oh, fan of. Minnesota band. And mm. then also, I think they were like touring and stuff with Diarrhea Planet, the band from Nashville who also mm -hmm. broke up. And they have like five guitarists and they go nuts. And I feel like. Yeah, it's very similar. And he even mentions Diarrhea Planet on one song. He says, I feel like I'm living on a Diarrhea Planet. <laughs> but nice. he also said uh, the title was just a way to get people excited about local business in their community, that uh, it's an important part of American capitalism is trying to find fight the uh, corporate ogre. Totally. So I thought local business, kind of a loose theme of this episode. Nice. I Keeping like it that. local, going insane. And then also on this album, he has a song called My Eating Disorder, which I thought was interesting because he never really talked about that before. And it kind of goes into his eating disorder that he has, which is, I feel like eating disorders are always, you think it's just anorexic or bulimic, but yeah. like, the stuff he talks about is kind of more complicated than that. More like neuroticism. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. All right, passing it back, passing it back. Well, I'm going it. insane. I'm glad you chose it. You're always expanding my ear when it comes to music. And I tried to kind of play back with something that I thought you might enjoy, but I think it ended up being something neither of us were into. I went with Social Distortion, which is the uh, self-titled album. And uh, it's I think it has the most of hits of the band's like career. But um, I was just going to say I liked it because... Last week, we were talking about Nipsey Hussle, Grinded All My Life. We were talking about Bob Burnquist. So we're weaving webs, crossing streams, because this song, the song Story of My Life was also in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I was going we'll to say, that later. they're the perfect band for like a video, uh, like an extreme sports video game. Yeah, I think the uh, first soundtrack. time I heard Social Distortion was in like Primus, Jerry was Race Cry Driver, which we talked about last week. The first time I heard uh, Social Distortion was in Tony Hawk. So I gave him a chance. Um... I guess I'll launch into my song here. We can talk a little bit more about them. I, how familiar with the, were you with the band? Not really very familiar other than the hits. Just like knew the, the name is really where I was at. Yeah. I didn't realize how old they were too. Totally, like yeah. Like from the late 70s. I thought they were just like formed in the 90s. So go ahead and launch into, I chose for my song, Ball and Chain. I read online that this album is almost considered cowpunk, which I thought was... Yeah. I can see that, but there's something about Social Distortion that's always bothered me that I can't really explain it. It's, it's just a little like, too poppy, I think. No, it's not that. It's almost the opposite. It's like, is it like Flogging Molly? No, it's like the voice, the singer's voice and the tone of the overall track is somehow like nails on a chalkboard, kind of. I can't explain it why, though. It's kind of like this like middle tone. <laughs> Maybe he has a broken nose. I can see how stuff like this though, even if Titus Andronicus wasn't big social distortion fans, how this sound kind of led to it. To them. Also, great cover of Ring of Fire on this album. Yeah, that one was in Sean White's uh, snowboarding game. <laughs> so I read online, they, they kind of formed uh, late 70s, early 80s in OC. And so I think they're kind of considered one of the first bands of the OC-like punk. And punk, if you want to call it that, scenes. I like that because I thought I was thinking about, you know, that Pennywise song, Bro Him. Yeah, exactly. Like people, bands like Pennywise. This song just reminded me of Pennywise and the song Bro Him. And I was kind of reading the wiki of it and I almost played it. 
but wow. I didn't realize how many hockey teams and like MLS teams and sports teams in general use Bro Him as a anthem, which is kind of funny because it's like this song about their friends dying, being dead. Damn. But it also has the great gang vocals, like we were talking about with yeah. Andronicus, Crescent Streams, Weeping Webs. But I saw on Wiki there was a quote from someone who did like a was writing up the album and they said this was they were seeing the band kind of metamorphosize from a rather ordinary LA hardcore band into a roots rock band willing to make more than their share of attitude Hmm. I feel like that kind of summed up their vibe it's like if they had been just a hardcore band they probably would have been kind of like milk toast Yeah. but because they decided to kind of go more like roots rock they found their lane yeah they feel, they definitely fill a weird, unique lane. Yeah. Good guitar on this, though, as well. Yeah. Take away this ball and chain. I'm going insane. Kind of similar <laughs> songs with like a little guitar solo break. But also, did you did you know story of my life that you recognize that? Oh yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, from uh, Tony Hawk. Yeah. So exactly. another one that I recognized was uh, Real Big Fish does a cover of that. Of story of my life. Yeah, which also fits. Yeah. Like a '90s ska band. <laughs> And they kind of have the whole like greaser vibe. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. The rockability, anthem. rockability, yeah. like fifties. Totally. It's it's like uh, I recognize what place in history this music has had, but it's not my like. Not going nuts about it. All right, passing it. All right, cruising through the episode. And we were going insane with Titus Androticus versus the Absurd Universe, third round knockout. And kind of a straightforward connection here. What's What song comes to mind when you hear the word insane? Membrane. Insane in the membrane. Nice. We haven't talked about going Cypress all. Hill, insane in the membrane. Love it. Are you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? What I didn't realize is this beat. DJ Muggs of Cypress Hill, I guess, produced House of Pain, Jump Around, which I yeah, didn't realize, and then it. just reworked for this song. I never knew that, but you can definitely hear it. It always confused me. <laughs> And then that like noise where you hear the That's uh James Brown? No, it's a, a horse noise. Oh what? From uh, uh a, some song by this these people called Melon Tim. Like these like soul singers from Chicago that had a song called Good Guys Only Win in the Movies. Nice. I was gonna play it, but just look it up on your own, because it's pretty funny. This album, Black Sunday, was a number one Billboard debut. And in order to get that, it had to sell 261,000 copies, which to me sounds like not a lot. Not at all. But then total, there was 3.4 million. So then when I was looking at that, I was thinking, am I going insane or why are people still making albums? Because we're only making albums because it's a holdover from the recording capability of vinyl and then cds totally that's a really good good point but we're still doing it and like pretending like we have to do it wow that's that's mind-blowing i'm gonna give you 100 points for that uh thanks because you're right it's like 
we started out with just the capabilities of vinyl could be one song, maybe two songs, and we kept yeah. pushing it. And then it got to the point where like studios would have them fill up albums. You know how there's always right. like filler songs because yep. they really just wanted to put out a single, but they thought they might get people to buy and pay more for an album. Well, also Armstrong, shout out, play that the, trumpet, hit the bong. Also, I never realized, I guess, how like original hip hop Cypress Hill is, or like early days of hip hop. Totally. Also, I was thinking local business, you know, they're from uh, L.A. Nice. I'm in L.A. and Leah's in Boston. Yeah, we've been doing local business so far. Yep, local business. Social uh, distortion is Fullerton. That's right. We'll be weaving that web later. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, this song's always great. Undisputed classic. I feel like this is another uh, stadium anthem. Yeah, totally. And then that part right there, that I think I'm going crazy, uh-huh. that ends it out. I'm going to go on a little run. Nice. Could have gone on a horse sound run and listened to Mel and Tim, Good Guys Only Win in the Movies, but again, that's homework for the listener. Okay. Look that up. But this song, too, samples like a shit ton of songs which is kind of awesome could have gone from cypress hill insane in the membrane could have gone bad brains because uh, you know but bad brains are canceled uh i had a bad brains poster hanging on my wall at one point full disclosure could have gone with mel and tim instead i'm going with the sample that we heard at the end the young bloods i think i'm going crazy nice you know the song no or it's called all over the world We got Lowell Banana Lavinge on the electric piano. I think I'm going crazy. Oh, nice. With a symptom of mine. Image dreams of you keep flowing through my crowded mind. So this band is the one who made that song get together. Like, come on, smile on your boat. Oh, wow. Try to love one another right now. Which, I guess their version was like the most popular version, but it was actually kind of like a folk song that a bunch of people recorded at the same time. But the singer of this band is credited as writing it. Young Bloods. So the weird thing about that song, too, uh-huh. after September 11th, Clear Channel uh, made a list of lyrically questionable songs that they sent to every radio station. Yeah. And that song was on it. Really? But I just find that hilarious. Like, the list of songs that are on it. Uh, we got Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. <laughs> Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World is on it. What about Louis Louis? <laughs> I don't know. Boston's on it, Smokin'. Uh, Black Sabbath War Pigs. Phil Collins in the air tonight. Hey Jude is on it. It doesn't really, and then like Weird. Jet Airliner, which makes sense. But I just think it's funny that Clear Channel did that. The other thing is the singer of this band. Uh, his career was kind of derailed because he got arrested for marijuana. Damn. And he got a one to ten year service, and he served it in Folsom State Prison, weaving webs with Johnny Cash, Ring or, of Fire on Social Distortion, or uh, Cypress Hill. He's taking hits from the bong, right? And then, so I guess to raise money for his defense, uh, Chet Powers, the singer, sold the publishing rights for Get Together to Frank Werber, who was the manager of the Kingston Trio, and they were the first ones to record it. Wow. 
I just think it's crazy that people went to jail for marijuana for like two years. Oh, totally. And like other stuff, like they, there's been a lot of changes possible. But I like this song a lot. I like the electric piano. Yeah, it's pretty good. Coincidentally, this lead singer was born in the same town, Lynn, Massachusetts, as the lead singer of Social Distortion. Wow, Massachusetts. You are the Boston booty. I'm the LA face. <laughs> Went on a little run there, and I'm passing it back. Nice. All right, so we left off with Social Distortion, Ball and Chain, which I thought, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought this song was connected to Sublime's 5446, that's my number, slash ball and chain. I thought they were uh, a medley of the two songs. All right, I'm going to give you minus 5446 if you're (laughs) thinking that that's a Sublime song. No, no, I was thinking that Sublime was covering Social Distortion. Okay, got it. Two different songs, both called ball and chain. Because I knew they were already doing a cover of 5446, right? So I thought it was a medley cover. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Plus 54 points back. Coincidentally... Uh, t- this morning, my father-in-law had harder the harder they come on in uh, the television. Co- coincidentally, separate of CTC, uh, which had me thinking of Toots and the Maytal, since they're on that that uh, soundtrack, mm-hmm. as well as mm-hmm. the Ethiopians, Ooh. who I read on Wiki were the original inspiration for fifty-four forty-six, in terms of the melody. Mm. So go ahead and launch into the original inspiration. This is Train wow. to Scaville. Not only am I giving you your points back, I'm giving you plus 5446. <laughs> I was around. I like this. I was going to play Bad Brains, get a little reggae, but you nice. support me. Going to the source. So the best part about the Ethiopians is one of the members is named Stephen Tough Cock Taylor. <laughs> Give you uh, three points for that. <laughs> So I didn't realize it, but they they were kind of like uh, one of the first like widely popular Jamaican sort of ska rock steady bands, uh, and they went overseas into Britain. Would you board a train to Scaville? Yeah, Scaville sounds like a great spot. Yeah. feel like Scottville would be great like animated series or something oh yeah everyone's just skanking around <laughs> so do you hear can you kind of hear the melody of uh what's my number maybe that is what i'm thinking because i was like dun, 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 dun. It almost Deep sounds like Ring of Fire. Six. It almost oh sounds my like God. Ring of Fire. Wow, you're right. We've been webs! We don't plan this. We don't plan this. <laughs> All right, passing it. You passing it back or are yeah, you going I'll on pass. a run? You going to run later? Yeah, I'll run later. All right, all right. Well, this is perfect because we were talking about bad brains. Not really, but we we're talking about trains to Scottville. 
talk about ska, talk about hardcore, talk about Clear Channel, how they, after September 11th, they wanted to ban the Young Bloods get together. And this is another band we've talked about a lot. Uh, who started one of their albums with a song called Clear Channel, Fuck Off. Nice. Also, I just thought it was crazy. People went to jail for marijuana back then. And also, like, you couldn't be in the military if you were gay. And this was all in our lifetime. Totally. And change is possible. And we're changing it up here. Going with Leftover Crack, Gay Rude Boys and Girls Unite. Wow. <laughs> kind of an anti-Bad Brains. Anti Tim Armstrong of Operation Ivy, which he references right here. Unity. Unity! Ha! This is just today. You may be anti racist, but then you're anti-gay. You may be ignorant from a lack of education, but if it's sympathy. I love the message of this, of how ska, reggae, and hardcore are all claim to be anti racist, but then they're also homophobic. They're still hateful. Yeah. That's awesome. Remember the first time I saw them too, uh, two gay or two dudes started rose up out of a mosh pit and started making out. Yes. So I guess Tim Armstrong from Operation Ivy started a label and then signed some like bands that were known to be homophobic and the song was kind of a reaction Social distortion right here. Passing it back. Awesome. I'm loving it. I'm going to give you 100 points for theme of social distortion, distorting social values. Um, so we left off with the, Eth- the Ethiopians, who were a famous Jamaican ska group. And I realized we hadn't really talked about the music of Ethiopia. So wanted to play you a song by one of my favorite Ethiopian musicians, Halu Mergia. Ooh. Launching into Su Netua. Mm, I like the sound of this. So this is a, a famous, like, or not famous, a traditional melody in Ethiopian music called the tezata, which is literally means like nostalgia or longing. And people think it's considered one of the earliest forms of basically blues music. It, it uses the same pentatonic scale. Also, electric piano crossing streams with the young bloods. <laughs> 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 
yeah so his music has gotten a lot of like recognition i think as a reissue because people love that he was using synthesizers and electric pianos and stuff back in the like 70s and 80s so it has that nostalgia factor nah, i don't know i just looked up this guy on wikipedia and it said he was performing in a dictatorship so that's why a lot of his stuff was instrumental yeah so good because he said when you sing or write lyrics you have to support the government and if you don't do that you have a problem so good so he just makes them all instrumental and then they can't say anything so the big like ethiopian musicians you'll hear about is this guy halum mergia who's a pianist and then um also mulatu azteke you might have heard of that name He's like a vibraphonist. They all are sort of credited in the like Ethio jazz community. So like jazz and funk music in the 70s and 80s. But I love how peaceful this song is. Yeah, I like this. also wondering do you think the town of Addis Ababa is somehow inspired Adidas Addis <laughs> I'll give you three three stripes three points All for right. that the other cool thing about Ethiopia is I think they're one of the only African countries that was never conquered by like a colonial power. So Ethiopia had, what's his name? Um, Selassie. So that's why there's the yeah. reggae connection. Hey, at least Selassie. Yeah. And I think they liked that they had remained separate from colonial powers. So it says, among the Rastafari movement, whose followers, uh, blah, blah, blah. Heli Selassie is revered as the returned Messiah of the Bible, God incarnate. Incarnate. And so he was, I guess, the ruler until the 70s when a famine dethroned him due to a, a coup. And so I'm guessing that's around the time that dictator stepped in. Yeah. Do you think a coup is ever possible in the U.S.? What does it mean? Like the military has yep. to just as like steps get out. in. Yeah. I think it's possible, but not likely. All right. It's always weird too, just thinking about like people in power and then even like police. Because I was looking at like the protesters in Beirut. Uh huh. It's like, why would you want to be a police officer who's like cracking down on these people? I know, right? Or like how you become like the defender of the people in the power or whatever. Mm -hmm. And even just how one person gets so much power. Mm -hmm. But that's a different topic for a different episode.
So I'll go ahead and pass it. I'm passing it. All right. <laughs> passing it back. Moving quickly. Moving locally. Uh, <laughs> what did you leave off on? I left off on leftover crack. Gay rude boys and girls unite. Okay. Didn't have a connection. This is probably like a good PC statement as it's a set on the song, but I feel like this next song is a song that someone would have called me gay for <laughs> listening to back in the day. Okay. And it's Alistair somewhere on Fuller. Nice. Local business, Chicago band. Who they went to University of Illinois, where I'm from, Champaign. Shout out. Nice. So Fullerton's a street. Yeah, and this is like a kind of an ode to a punk venue that was there on Fullerton, crossing streams with Titus Andronicus, Chase Stadium. Nice. Yes. This could be a Tony Hawk. Wait, so do you know this song? No. Because this song to me was like a hit back in the day. This could be on Tony Hawk, though. But I wonder if it was like kind of a local business hit. Wow, there's a military official in the video. (laughs) So Alistair got together in 1994 when they were in high school when Cypress Hill was releasing their album. So they formed in high school and they're still going after they took like a three-year break in the 2000s, but they're still performing. Original lineup. And like the comments on this YouTube video are like, this is the perfect pop punk song, transports me back to a certain nice. time. I agree. So were they pretty big regionally? And nationally, like they signed to Drive Through Records, oh, nice. which was a California label that kind of popularized emo pop punk of the time and they were like one of the first bands on that label but yeah I was just thinking like oh Social Distortions from Fullerton I was like somewhere down in Fullerton I know that song what is that song and then I looked it up and I was like oh I totally forgot about this song classic though I feel like I went to a warp tour in Cal State Fullerton but I can't remember yeah and Alistair was probably that's so good But yeah, I feel like drummers got the shirt off. Have to have your shirt off if you're a drummer in a pop punk band. I feel like bands from Warp Tour are like Social Distortion. Why do drummers always take their shirts off? Is it just because they're moving around? I think they're so getting much? hot. Yeah. <laughs> I learned a fun fact today that people who do like metal work in like a foundry oftentimes don't wear a shirt because the sparks that fly will stick onto their shirt and they can light it on fire or burn it. But if they have their shirt off, the sweat just makes the spark go out. So maybe it's like Interesting. like drummers and, and foundry workers. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> All right, pass it back. All right, so we were talking about Tezata Melody, uh, one of the early forms of blues, started over in Ethiopia in the, like, uh, I think 1500s. Um, but... Uh, while we're still in Africa, there's another play on the actual blues. So it came over to the U.S. with Delta Blues and then made its way back to Africa um, in the country of Mali. There's a famous guitarist, Ali Farkature, who's known for combining sort of Delta Blues with tradition, traditional like Malian music. So go ahead and launch into this song with him and Bubakar Trot. Tra 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 ro la la la. <laughs> but give you a hundred. I thought you'd this. enjoy this. It's some great play on blues music. Ali Farka's the guy on the right. What? Well, it, it, it 
They've got great outfits, dude. They're just smoking cigarettes. Video. <laughs> Wearing sunglasses. Nice watches and colorful patterned robes. Are these twelve string guitars? Or it's just two people playing guitars? Yeah, I think they both just have guitars. I was thinking, too, just like these are two guys jamming yeah. together. I feel like, unless you're really, really good at music, it's very hard to find people who you like kind of vibe with musically and you totally make songs. So that's why it's like when a band becomes popular, it's almost a, a testament know. to their chemistry. Yeah. Like it though it's like bluesy like you said but different than american totally so to call back to an older episode so remember when we talked about the buena vista social club yeah and there was going to be actual african musicians who were going to collaborate and they couldn't get the visas to get them over so they ended up doing it with the cuban musicians do you remember talking about that mm-hmm. maybe not these guys were going to go yeah ali Farcaturi was the original guy Oh, sorry. He was going to collaborate with the Cuban musicians, I guess. Mm. But it fell through. And it's like almost kind of simple what they're playing. Totally. Just the rhythm and stuff of their playing it in. is cool. And the combination of the two makes it more complicated sounding yeah it's basically it's like post-rock yeah (laughs) they also both just seem so chill totally like in the moment i always wonder what it would have been like for them listening to like american blues music because it would sound probably familiar but still so foreign His finger-picking pattern is crazy. All right, I'm going to take another attempt at his name. I think it's Bubakar Traore, also known as Car Car. Boob Car. So another way to connect this is, you know, like the Touareg, um, like blues music. Do you ever know, hear about them? No. People who wear like the sand wraps like, on their head and stuff, and they have the electric guitar. You ever mm-hmm. seen that? No. Oh. Well, the Touaregs are sort of a subpopulation in Mali that was more in the northern parts near the Saharan. So there's this like weird connection to Western Africa and, and like American Western music, electric guitars and blues music. I like that. All right. I'll give you a thousand points for that connection. Hope you enjoyed that. You got another one? I'm going to do my run at the very end if that's cool. 
Okay, so I'll do my social distortion. Do it. So we've been connecting. And the connection here is... Fullerton. Already <laughs> Fullerton, but also somewhere on Fullerton was featured in the video game Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure. Nice. So like I already mentioned, I, I want to play the song that was featured in... Tony Hawk, story of my life. We have to come back to this Disney's Extreme Escape. I've never heard of it. (laughs) Me neither, but I just saw it on Wikipedia. PlayStation 2. Yep. I just remember being Bob Burnquist, grinding all my life, grinding the rails to this song. And I almost feel like Whatever I was trying to point, I was trying to make about social distortions vocals and how they're kind of like in the middle. I feel like this song kind of encapsulates it because it's kind of like, oh, yeah, story of my life. <laughs> you know? And like compared to the Molly guys, we just heard totally. This guy has no soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like deadpan. Yeah, I just never liked West Coast punk as much as the rest of the country. Yeah, I feel that. I don't know why. I also had the thought while I was listening to this. I think drum machines, as long as you play them right, have more soul than a traditional drum set. Uh Uh-huh. I just feel like the sound of a drum set sounds so thin and almost like fake compared to 808s these days. Yeah. In terms of taking up the sonic space. Yeah, and I was just thinking, like, it only seems real because it was the standard for so long, but it's it's still just a combination of, like, things that we put together and said, this is a drum set. Totally. Also, you can tune. But I still think a guitar. I think the drum is the only instrument that's really been made better digitally. (laughs) Like you can't really mimic a guitar. What about synths? I mean, synths are just digital, though. You know. Well, unless they're analog, but yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, to me, an analog and a digital sense sound the same. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They made it better. Although you still can't do a lot of stuff you can do on like a drum set with digital instruments. But you're right that you can do drum beats that you could never do in real life. Yeah. And they don't sound crazy. It's just they just sound thinner you in a real drum set yeah you can just like control where the person's ear goes got sidetracked during story of my life story of my life this is a good song though yeah it's perfect for like uh for grinding grinding on your life I think it's because, it, I don't know, it's like he sings kind of off-key. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like the singer's he voice. He sings like I someone think. in a pub. Yeah. I think you're right. It's just no soul. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like in between. He's not screaming like a lot of bands might if they don't really know how to sing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't have like the high pitched voice either that makes like pop punk good. Just kind of like, eh. <laughs> All right, passing it back. All right, story of my life. So we were talking about the Malian musicians, talking about grinding all your life. No, just kidding. Um, that track, I actually don't think I mentioned it, is called Duna Ma Yalema, which means the world has not changed. It is the people of today that have changed. Ooh. And it mentions if you do something for a woman, she thinks you're an idiot. If you do something for a man, he thinks you're blind. That got me thinking too. Doing things for people for love, which one might say, if you do that, you become someone's beast of burden. Ah, uh. launching into the Rolling Stones. Nice beast of burden. Sounds like the Electric Man. Oh. Already teased it. We don't. We don't prepare. You don't think they were like, all right, let's just jam on something like "Beast of Burden." Then they went Maybe. and made it. A beast of burden might be something like an ox or a cow. Keith Richards wrote this song for Mick Jagger as a way to thank him for sort of holding the band down while Keith was in and out of rehab with drug problems. I like that. Crazy, like, social distortion and Alistair. Rolling Stones are still going. So we were talking about earlier about social distortion. There was some controversy behind Some Girls, which is the album that Feast of Burden is on by the Rolling Stones. And uh, there's a line on one of the songs where uh, Keith Richards says, or sorry, Mick Jagger, gotta get him mixed up, about black girls just want to get fucked all night. And he said he was saying it as like a joke, but there was a big boycott. Uh, on radio due to it being offensive. Hmm. Yeah. And then Mick Jagger said something about like people can't take a joke. And I feel like that excuse does not fly at all anymore. No. You can't say anything that'll offend people regardless if it's a joke or not because it's not acceptable. Yeah. Also Weaving Webs, Titus Andronicus has a song called I'm like a Rolling Stone. But yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that? This idea, like, can you say something as a parody of, like, what ignorant people... So, like, the example to me is similar like Colbert, right? He's parodying, like, Mm -hmm. the ignorance and arrogance of, like, a right-wing talk talk host. But if people Mm -hmm. take it literally, then it's offensive. Yeah. And Mick Jagger was saying that he's making fun of racist people who think like that. Yeah, it's always a weird line. Like they say, the easiest way to make fun of a like racist person is to embody the character of it or whatever. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Maybe that's for a different podcast. Lyrics from Titus Andronicus. I'm like a Rolling Stone. I'm feeling like Mick Jagger. I feel more like Keith Richards. I'm feeling like Bill Wyman. I'm feeling like Charlie Watts. Don't forget Billy Preston. And don't forget... Lisa Fisher, and don't you forget Bernard Fowler, and don't forget Daryl Jones. If you forget Brian Jones, don't forget Daryl Jones. Whoa. A real Rolling Stone. We're just Rolling Stones. Whoa. So, Weaving Webs there. What song is that? That's Titus Andronicus from their fourth album, uh, I'm Like a Rolling Stone. That's awesome. I love that. It's kind of a cover of Like a Rolling Stone, but in the end, 
they're just literally shouting out names of Rolling Stone members. people. That's awesome. With a call and response. But yeah, sorry, I didn't really engage in your discussion because I got nothing. That's to say. all right. We that could be for a different episode. Yeah, it's kind of a tired uh, idea, I think, these days. People are just sick of talking about it. Yeah, um, exactly. All right, so let's uh, let's not hold the, out on the listener any longer. We already teased it the whole episode. I want to hear about Titus Andronicus. I am the Electric Man. Titus Andronicus. <laughs> I always want to say their name. Titicus Andronicus. <laughs> so the origin of this, I teased at the beginning of the episode. Patrick Stickles, the front man of Titus Andronicus, got electrocuted from a microphone. Oh, damn. I'm pretty sure at Shea Stadium because there was some, like, it was during a rehearsal, but there was some construction work going on that messed up the currents. And so he wrote this song on the way to the emergency room. Nice. I think this song's totally an ode to the Rolling Stones, though. I can see that. So he said he start, he was playing his guitar, and he started to feel something weird in his hands. Whoa. said it felt as if the strings were getting hotter. They were becoming more rigid. Jesus. I was like, what's happening? This feels wrong. I've got to stop. And then he said he sat down and the rest of the power went out at Chase Stadium. Jeez. And then he said when we got to the emergency room, he was asking everyone if they wanted to hear his song. Yes. <laughs> and he sang it for a group of kids at the hospital. And then after he was cleared, they drove back to Shea Stadium and he performed it for a bunch of people. Yes, I am. Rock and roll, baby. I do like this song, though. It's kind of like, doesn't really fit the vibe. No, it's not at all. It caught me off guard. Yeah. But I forgot to mention on... Uh, some girls, the Rolling Stones said that they were kind of felt like there was this weird moment in uh, music where this was like 1978, where you had disco and punk kind of as competing ideas that are on other ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I feel like that you can kind of hear that in this song, and that like very happy disco type chords that stick out from the rest of the album. Another guitar solo. Story of our life. So the story of your life is that a drum solo or a guitar solo or bass solo? Is what? This is the story of your life a guitar solo, drum solo, or bass solo? Guitar solo. Nice. What's yours, bass? Nah, I got a good guitar solo. great song yeah i was just associated this as like kind of a joke song totally and i remember like being surprised that they included this on the album i think they're just having fun that's that's not getting crummy yeah also the story behind it makes it even better yeah exactly Again, like both songs we listened are just them repeating one phrase over and over again. But the rest of the album has lyrics, good lyrics. All right, nice. Uh, I kind of just want to close it out. Yeah, what do you You got? Any final thoughts? What are you thinking? So, just when I was doing some research on Alistair, okay, I found out like the singer of Alistair speaks Japanese, okay, and is really into Japanese music, okay. And I know one of your other favorite artists, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, <laughs> is also into Japanese. But they 
started a band, Scott and Rivers, Scott from Alistair and Rivers Como have a duo and they made an album of fully Japanese language songs. No so. way. Kind of just want to close it out with this. This is their big single, Homely Girl. They also have a song, speaking of local business, called California, but it's not as good as this. Love it. Oh, my God. So thanks for listening. All right. Giving you, episode, giving you the episode. <laughs> nah, I think it was a tie. But hey, tweet at us, CTC Yes. Email us, connectingtheclassics at gmail.com. So I guess they were the first non-Japanese native band to like perform at this festival in Japan. Reminds me of the South Park song they do like this. It's totally just a Weezer song in Japanese. Well, English. <laughs>